Hello, and welcome to the Missionary Disciple Podcast by Catholic Christian Outreach. The aim of this podcast is to inspire, equip, and challenge you, our listener, to be an active and effective evangelist. I'm your host, Gerhard, a missionary here with CCO, and today's episode is a continuation on the previous episode on prayer. Andre and Angel and myself have a conversation on the battle of prayer and how important fighting for our prayer time is in being an effective missionary disciple. Before we get started, if you have any questions about evangelization, please email us at podcast at cco.ca and we'll answer them in a future episode. All right, let's dive in. Okay, welcome back to the podcast, Andre and Angel. It's good to see you both again. It's great to be hello, back. Hello. So the listeners didn't see this because this was happening during our pre-show, but uh, we had another missionary come in the door and... They're really excited about the podcast recording about to happen, and they wanted to join in, and we were more than welcome to have them come in. They, as soon as they heard that we were saying we were going to talk about the battle for prayer, mm-hmm. it was a 180 and out the door faster than any gotta of us go, could respond. Yeah. And a lot of us may feel shame or guilt about our prayer lives, yeah. but we shouldn't. It, yeah. As the catechism states, the battle for prayer is a common human experience, and as common as breathing. We all go through it, and... As you'll see today, we all go through it for good reason. I want to start, kick this conversation off by quoting uh, the Catechism, paragraph 2725. Prayer is both a gift of grace and a determined response on our part. It always presupposes effort. The great figures of prayer in the Old Covenant before Christ, as well as the Mother of God, the saints, and he himself all teach us this. Prayer is a battle. Against whom? It's against ourselves and against the wiles of the tempter who does all he can to turn man away Mm -hmm. from prayer, away from union with God. Mm -hmm. And I think the first point mentioned there is against ourselves. I think a lot of the guilt around our prayer comes from I'm not doing it properly. And it's it's our own weaknesses Mm -hmm. that that shine through. And Mm -hmm. it's normal. Yeah, we want to, we, you know, we were talking before uh, the podcast about what tone we want to communicate in in the next three or four hours, you know, in the next 45 <laughs> minutes. And we wanted to actually deal with this topic of the battle of prayer in a positive light, you know, meaning this is, like you said, normal, but I would, we would even go further and say it's actually part of the dynamic of the relationship itself. Our struggle, our, you know, the, 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 the inner kind of resistance to prayer can actually be the topic of prayer. It makes it even richer when we start facing those and talking about those and bringing them to the Lord. You know, that becomes the topic of discussion. So it actually can be a way in. And so we want to kind of approach it this way. Let's just get at it. Okay? Yeah, let's get at it. it is, Anshad, I know that I'm just looking at you right now, and and what I know of you is you never struggle with your prayer. No, I don't actually. Thank yeah, you for noticing. but but you've heard that there are people out there that struggle. I have a friend. You have a friend. It okay, struggles. so tell us about your perfection. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty glorious. Really? Um, no, I like the tone that we're going to set with this this podcast because I think it's kind of the hidden like for those that are disciples who are trying to be missionary disciples. Kind of the part we don't want people to know is like how many times we pick up our phone and look at it in our prayer time or how many prayer times we've wasted, um, you know, just doing stupid things. You're like, oh, my gosh, like 40 minutes went by and I have been, you know. I doodled this amazing piece of art in my journal but did no prayer. <laughs> oh, that would be even, I think, more virtuous than the stuff that I end up doing, which is online shopping or re- replying to emails. What? Saving the world and shopping, you know, like things that you know, end up creeping into my prayer time all because of uh, lack of discipline, but it's, it is this battle of prayer. But I would say, I would add to that battle is not only what you're battling in the prayer, but actually getting to the prayer. I mean, I'm, it might not be yeah, online sure. shopping that keeps us from prayer, but it might be righteous things like, I really need to call this person before I pray, or it's really important that I have my breakfast before I pray, because if I don't, I know that I'll be starving to death over that one hour. So if I'm going to pray well, I got to eat well. I mean, there are many good reasons why I shouldn't get up and pray uh, that makes sense at the time. Yeah, sometimes we want to set up the situation so perfectly to have mm-hmm. a great prayer time that then we don't actually get around to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
My what? best one, by the way, what? just to, what? my best excuse is I need this extra hour of sleep if I'm going to really be able to function today. So I know God would want me to sleep this next hour be, so that I can be awake for the rest of the day. It's, it's, it's a holy, you know, um, good, uh, virtuous decision to, to pray, I mean, sleep more. So that I can be the the servant that I need to be for the rest of the, that's my that's my excuse. I, I never every, knew how holy you were until just now. Yes, that's, I do. I I practice holiness often in the morning. And and for the record, I think the Lord can handle us actually needing to sleep. You mm -hmm. know when it's actually needed, but when we know in the heart of our hearts that okay, that was super lame. That was like one of those you know debates you have with yourself at. Yeah, I, I, I went to bed at 10. I got a good eight hours. I don't feel like getting out of bed to pray. Yeah, I'll, pray some, I'll sleep some more. I'll rest in the spirit. It'll be good. I mean, mm -hmm. we're in Canada. It's cold, right? Like, bed's yeah. nice and warm. Um, very comforting. So anyway, so the battle of prayer, like, it's it's just, <coughs> it's normal. It's normal. And it's, um, nobody's like, um, I'm actually not as holy and perfect as I would suggest. I try to portray, but... This is everybody's secret little thing, like, oh my gosh, like did I what did I do in that prayer time? And the answer is not to get down on yourself, um, to condemn yourself, to stop trying. It's to know like this is normal. It's normal enough to be put in the catechism, right? Like how surprising is it for us to know that there's a section called the Battle of Prayer? And it's a really great section that Starting at 2725, I recommend folks like read a couple pages there. It's really, really good. And what I liked about what you read was that, I mean, yes, it's a fight against the enemy. It's against really the world, the flesh, and the devil. It's it's those things. But why? To prevent our union with God. Exactly. That is mm -hmm. exactly what he's coming yeah. at. So whether it's online shopping or sleep or tasks or virtuous um, undertakings. Good things. Maybe... In it is the enemy's ploy to prevent our union with God, which has to be vitally un understood as that prayer relationship. Th think about think about that. I, 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 that's really, I think, what the way we should be thinking about this or approach our prayer. Because often, if we have this is a task I, I need to do, well, I don't feel like doing this task right now, or I'm distracted by this task. And so it's easy to kind of make excuses why I'm not going to do this or, you know, allow my, my distraction to take me through my prayer because it's a, if I see it as a task, because it's not that important. But if it is a union with the living God, a relationship, and it's a relationship with somebody that is present and somebody that can actually profoundly impact my life and that it will be it will be help me to become the person i want to become then we see um that okay i uh, the battle that is happening the wilds of the evil one uh, i can see why he wouldn't want me to pray he wouldn't want me to you know to be there but also my own flesh okay i'm distracting myself from what really matters to uh, you know to my life to my relationship with with god and, and the world around me with my even with my family so we start seeing that it is something more profound than a task i think you know we'll be better set up to to enter into that battle so it's starting to uh, really understand what prayer is I, I think that's the, the first step of winning that battle. And we, by the way, we will win that battle. If we want to, we're going to win because we have the grace to do it. And it's not a task. The catechism is telling us that prayer is a grace. It is, it's, it's actually God's action in our life that's even allowing us to pray. So it isn't like the failure mentality of like, I got to do it. I messed up. I suck at it. I should just not bother trying. There is a presupposed effort, but it is also a grace. Yeah. So it's these, it's this collaboration and this dance that we do. And and knowing that it's vital is really hard because it just feels like it's the thing I'm doing 
in this the quiet of my own room but it's it's so vital it's it's like breathing right like it 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 is vital for us and it's hard to somehow wrap your head around how key yeah. it is but i guess if you're to imagine well, what if i stopped praying and i just tried to live as a christian what if what would happen to my state of my soul mm-hmm. my my service my my missionary efforts um because the lord doesn't just drop us and abandon us like how many times on campus um campus missions probably attest to this where you have slept in and you didn't pray you go to school and you actually have the most fruitful missionary day you've ever had and you're like okay i don't know why the lord allows that because it just mm-hmm. goes to me like well mm-hmm. certainly not depending on my prayer life um the lord just uses me so that reinforces a really <laughs> bad attitude but that's not the truth the truth is that the lord just doesn't abandon us but there's a lesson to be learned here of how to, what are we basing everything on? What are we basing our success and our prayer and our apostolic life on? I, I actually want, that's a really good point. A lot of people say, uh, we, I, I got to pray to make it through the day. I think there was a song about that. But oh, no, you know, you're dating yourself. Yeah. Okay. Pray to make it through the day. And I think people feel like, well, you know, I pray so that I can have a successful day or a fruitful day. That is not the way to approach prayer. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, prayer isn't that, um, you know, God isn't saying, okay, if you pray, then you're going to be successful today. If you don't, I'm going to, um, I'm going to make your day miserable. I've, I've had really fruitful days, um, fruitful prayer in the morning, but I have a really terrible day. So it's not, you know, hinged upon how much I pray. Let's just say that prayer is a union with God. It's bigger than just that day. It's about a deep, profound relationship. But I, I want to kind of ask this question or deal with this question. The battle begins, I mean, actually, Father Bob Bedard says the battle begins the night before we pray. Uh, when we decide to stay up late at night, we decide not to pray the next day. But let's just say, okay, yeah, it's really important to get to bed on time so we can be up early enough to pray. But to me, the, the, the battle itself starts with deciding to pray in itself, you know, like getting up and praying, you know, that's where the battle starts is like when that alarm goes off. Yeah. And I I think building off of that, uh, that understanding, okay, prayer is necessary. The first step is to commit to it. Start and commit, like commit. I'm going to start praying today for if you're new, let's say 15 minutes, like you've never prayed before, let's say 15 minutes. The first thing is to commit to start. The point you'd make, which is really important, is you need to have a time. Mm-hmm. Angel, um, what would you say? Wh- when's the best time to pray? For sure, the morning. No. The morning. In the morning because if you don't do it in the morning, will you really do it otherwise? Because things get unpredictable, but the first thing in the morning, you can always carve down in your schedule and just get up that half hour earlier than your shower time like whatever it is you can you can carve that time out of sleep but you can't necessarily carve it out when life is hitting you and you're exhausted at the end of the day if you don't have it in the morning probably (coughs) you know just not going to be able to to do it well so i think that's an expectation that you need to to know and it it speaks to this this need like i will give the first of my day to God. Like my life is for God. It's a, it's a morning offering and even more than that, right? Like it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So by choosing the morning, you're actually offering, you know, a really important part of your day uh, to God. And, and he delights in that, you know, the Psalms and, and throughout the scripture and Jesus himself prayed in the morning, early in the morning. I, I would think another reason why the morning is important prayer we talked about prayer being the prayer of the heart is you know being silent and being present with god an intimacy when in the day what part of the day is the most silent and free of distractions it's in the morning you wake up and you know you have a cup of coffee and there's nothing um 
kind of taking, trying to steal your time or um, asking you to do something. You're just in the silence. Even you look outside and there's no vehicles. And for us in Canada, it's dark and, and the snow is there. And, and it's just, you know, it's almost like pristine. No distractions, no birds. You know, <laughs> I, actually in the spring, there's They're lots of birds. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I'm trying to paint a picture, but the point is it's quiet, yeah. isn't it? And then you just go and you sit down and you begin to worship. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, uh, to me, it's, it, I wouldn't say it's a, my favorite part of the day, but it's definitely my favorite a time to pray. I, I really feel like my, I'm doing myself a good service. I'm really giving God the time that he deserves. It, 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 everything is in right order when I get up and pray. I start the day properly mm -hmm. when I pray. I find in my experience when you pray in the morning, that it sets the right attitude for the day. Whereas if you pray in the evening, like you've gone through the whole day, you're exhausted. Sometimes life happens and you just really can't get your prayer time in the morning. Okay, those, those days aside, you need to have that right disposition for the day, the right orientation of, okay, I'm a child of God, I'm connected, like the, the relationship's secure. Now I can go through my day. And then when I encounter the difficulties and the struggles of the day, it's a lot easier for me to react to them with a peaceful and a prayerful heart. Being like, okay, God, this just happened. What should I do? Or I give this to you. Whereas if I if I haven't prayed during the day, something may happen, and it's my human response to it without there being more of a supernatural, okay, Lord, you're allowing this to happen for a reason. Well, you know, you said, you described, um, I'm going to jump in any time here, but um, you described, and I'm sure you described it, you know, the night is when we're tired. Well, you know, I'm exhausted or, you know, just overwhelmed by the day. How can that be the first fruits? How can that be a time where I go to the silence of my own heart and listen to myself and listen to, to the Holy Spirit speak to, my, to, to me? Uh, it's very difficult, very, very difficult. Um, but in the morning, I mean, that's all I have to offer because I'm so exhausted. I mean, sorry, so kind of just waking up uh, that the, the only thing I can do is be silent. You just want to sit and kind of just. Yeah, I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, you are a morning person. We've talked about that. Um, as someone who's not a morning person, um, the discipline of waking up um, has been a battle uh, for my practicing life. But also I've never changed it up because it was more convenient because I knew that the battle of prayer required um, me to do so and that I would not do it in the other times of the day. I just knew I wouldn't. So, I mean, this podcast is about, you know, the battle of prayer, that like having perspective that it's normal, but like, what are the strategies for success in that battle, yeah. right? What are the strategies? And I would say as a non-morning person, a strategy for success in the battle of prayer that the enemy of your soul does not want you in union with God is take him out first thing in the morning before Amen. your foot hits Amen. the floor that you have already engaged in the battle and that this is my priority in life and this is my breath. So this is a success. You can try to find an easier way, but it's a battle of prayer. So it's, it's the morning, like, yeah. It's a battle for me to get up and be focused, but there are things you can do in that strat, like knowing the battle for your, your own interior life and that it's going to take some work. It's discipline. It's like working out. Yeah. It, it's all of those things. Like, so I'm going to need to have my gym bag ready at the door. I'm going to need to, um, you know, whatever, get up 10 minutes early. To Asha, you've never worked out. I have so, no clue. Yeah, what is so it like? Don't, don't can you guys it. tell me? Yeah, don't try to, you know, explain what it means to oh, kind of Oh, thank you for ready. telling the world that I'm <laughs> well, perfect I, and that I don't work I, I out. I can see that you're trying too hard there. Um, yes, okay, I understand. New analogy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but I understand what you're saying. cookies. I understand what you're saying. 
if you're getting ready to work out in the morning, <laughs> yeah, if the best way is to have prepare everything the prepared before. the night before, and we get that. So please don't don't try. Don't try. It. Yeah, yeah, it was so obvious to me. Uh, I was just, like you're people start, don't know they can't see me <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> but the terms you're going to be using are going to be obvious. Uh, so anyway, I understand the point. Okay that you have to prepare for it. So what are some ways? That like in the Olympics, you have to have mental yeah. preparation. No, but I mean, you just, you know that you're doing it. And so like, what can you do to make that better? And it's like, well, set your alarm and plan to get up. So, okay. First thing you would say is set an alarm. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a good one. Then once the alarm goes off and you're- Keep hitting snooze. Well, no, actually, you know, that's a really important part of the, the, the catechism, just reading that battle and prayer. They say that it is a, a meaning the flesh is one of the, the 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 enemies of prayer, and the church speaks of how we have to discipline ourselves. Um, that the Christian life is really um, fighting against um, our nature to 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 vice, but we are to make decisions, battle the flesh by making virtuous decisions. So that, you know, our will will be mm-hmm. strengthened and, well, what a way to battle all our human nature, all our weaknesses is to wake up when the alarm goes off. Because Just it matters, right? Up. Because it matters. Yeah. Because for my soul, for um, the battle, for the enemy, for the the union. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, I need to know why I'm doing this, who I'm doing it for, what are the stakes so I'm not doing it in fear, but I'm doing it in a uh, with a real cognizance of like this is a big deal. But it's it's a it's deal. a it's the biggest battle of our life, and and sorry, and the the most important relationship in our life and and that of eternity. Yeah, this is a big deal. We can't even down. There's nothing we could do to um, overstate how important, how beautiful. So how if Jesus had to be up in the middle of the night praying. To get into the game in the in the day and to do his thing, like that union with the Father, even though he is he <laughs> second is person of the Trinity, he is God. But that fighting for that union and battling the enemy in prayer to be in union, like so, I think we got to get up and do our things. So you know, what are those strategies for success? So I'm talking about like setting your alarm and not getting sucked into the snooze button. Don't use the snooze button. The snooze no, like button. it's just set the time that you know is good. And know that you have just to get, get up, up or it's just messed up, up. Yeah. right? So just like, don't say like, well, maybe if I woke up 20 minutes earlier, I could da, 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 and then I could pray. Like, just pick it and do it. Mm-hmm, uh, it mm-hmm. doesn't, doesn't work. It just doesn't work. The things that could make it more fun is like having, I've talked about this before, like having the coffee maker ready, like having your books or whatever, but knowing how you're, where you're going to sit, what you're going to do. So having the second yeah. thing you're saying is it's a plan, is a plan where you sit or where you, you know, where you're going to pray. Um, that, that's important. Why I would that e, be important? Okay, because here's what I did for many years. It's like actually just lay in bed and talk to the Lord. I wouldn't sit up. I wouldn't open my Bible. I would just lay in bed and talk to the Lord, which quickly ends up in zzz, stuff like that, right? Um, I know that because I was yeah, you're right. To you. This was before we got married. Um, so yeah, like think about it right like you gotta think about like so what's what you do is you get up and you go downstairs Mm -hmm. and you sit in the chair in the living room and you're looking at the birdies and the snow and the pristineness of beauty and i need to be by my bed three pillows propped up my lamp my thing so you're saying get up like you gotta get up you You gotta gotta get up in some form yeah you can't lay down you can't think about god you gotta be engaged this is the god of the universe so like you got you to gotta do your thing. And so there's this, there's a knowledge of what you're doing. All the things we said in the other podcast, I know what I'm doing here. So if it's like, I'm supposed to like, I suppose give the beginning of my day to God to pray. I don't know. Like, I'll just, I'll show up. Well, don't show up. It's a battle. It's a battle of prayer. So there's something that you can do in this battle of prayer, which is seeking the heart of God, praising him, like all those things. I, I think, uh, so what I'm hearing you say, okay, so you have to get up with your alarm. You made a plan. You get up with your alarm um, and then you get up. You have to, you know, take out, sit up, take out your Bible, your pen, your journal. There it is. Now you're entered in. And then we talked earlier in the, uh, the couple podcasts before this is, 
worship, just start worshiping. But we're not going to get into that part, what we actually do, because that's what we've talked about. Mm -hmm. We're just talking the pure battle. Now, you know, we've, we fought and had victory over the first battle, and that is to get up and start. Mm -hmm. So, so, and we're suggesting that the morning is essential. With your desire to, to get your prayer life focused, to enter into the battle, you're not left alone. This is, uh, this is this dance with the Holy Spirit where he's going to meet you in that. And some days will be particularly hard and some days will be full of grace. And so both are the Lord. Both are the Lord working in your prayer life to strengthen you. And some days at the, apparently some days at the gym, right? Like some Actually, days like, there. there's more Do stiffness than there. others. Um, so like it. Why don't you share your testimony of one time that you were I, stiff? I totally went to the gym. Really? Yeah. Yeah. To pick me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, okay. Anyway, we won't go there again. But um, I, I, what if you get up really grumpy um, and you know, like you're just, oh, I don't want it. You're really tired. Is that, would that be beautiful before the Lord? Is that a beautiful thing that you're even finding? You don't have this great attitude. You're not uh, twinkle toting to your prayer time and smiles and enjoy, but you're actually, it's a struggle. You're just saying to your flesh, I don't want to be here. Is that a delight to the Lord? Is well, that yeah, a Yeah, no, thing? like, yes. I mean, like, do it anyway, yes. Yeah. But you can also be cognizant of the fact that I'm, I'm really don't want to be here and I've got a bad attitude and push back against the enemy. Speak truth to your own heart. Be like, no, like this is, I'm going to push against my flesh. This is the God of the universe. He is worthy of my praise. He's worthy of my time. And my flesh will submit to the king. Amen. So, and if you know that you're going to be. You the, speak more authoritatively well, in this regard than the gym experience. I, I believe This is you. more believable. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I lost track of what I was going to say, but anyway, something like that, right? Yeah, like we just got to, yeah. but I mean, I think there's other things we can, we can say about like how to have success um, in your prayer. And I think one of those for, for my life has, has been accountability. So it's, it's very convenient working for CCO because we are held to task. Are we having a one hour daily prayer time by our supervisors on our, <laughs> our, our monthly report and in our, our check-ins one-on-one with our, with our supervisors, we have to be accountable. But then also like, um, the women's group, my, my ladies that I meet with, we would get together when we were meeting more regularly and we would hold each other accountable to our, our prayer time. Our, uh, it was our piety study in action. We came out of the Curcio movement. So piety is like, what has my prayer life been like? How's the Lord been speaking to me? Study is what I've been growing and how I've been serving as action. But this knowing from week to week that I have to report to my girls about how the Lord has spoken to me this week in my prayer and how my prayer life was gave me a little bit of uh, perspective on that battle. Like, you know, you know what the students at the University of Saskatchewan, I know, sorry, Otto, Otto U and Carlton did after a retreat uh, talking about prayer, all this is they um, they had a hashtag. Do you know what that hashtag was? I do. DYP. Yeah. Did you pray today? And so they would just send it out to each other and reminding each other, almost kind of in cyberspace out there, reminding each other um, or holding each other to to mm -hmm. account. It went viral, actually. It spread to the U of S. It spread to all across the country. Students were Instagramming with DYP. Um, it's and the fall retreats we had this year. It's not like a thing that kind of faded away. Like I was in St. John's. Um, you were in Halifax, Saskatoon, like the hashtag DYP carried on. And it was a clarion call like the, did you pray? Um, and, and also the conversations are happening on campus too. Like students are asking each other, like, well, what happened in your prayer time? I was going to, to say that, you know, you and I started a movement called Catholic Christian Outreach. Why don't we start a movement of, did you pray today? It's already happened. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Sorry. And it's not today. You got to drop the today because it's oh. a DYP. It's not okay. DYPT. Okay. I'm not very good no. at uh, hashtags. You're not very good at going to gym. Uh, but uh, okay. So now we've Shame. we've 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 wrestled with this this the first battle of getting there, mm -hmm. and then now I think another big point um, that's important in order to uh, fight the battle of prayer is actually length of your prayer. And I I would strongly suggest uh, that the standard 
uh, you know, the minimal, okay, should be a half hour. If it's, if it's only 10 minutes, it's easy to put your alarm and say, oh, I'll do it the next 10 minutes. It's, it's like trying to motivate yourself to go to the gym. Angela, you, you'll, you'll relate to this. Excuse me? I'm listening. Uh, uh, saying going to the gym when you know that you're just going to go to the gym for 10 minutes. You know, you're going to get yourself ready and do, you know, 10 minutes of, of Stairmaster. You can see why it, would be, why it would be really easy to say, I'll do that later. If you really see prayer as a relationship, um, entering into the union with God and and really coming to terms with who you are and who God is, like this 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 dynamism, this relationship to deepen. Um, if we see it that way, if we recognize how important it is, we will recognize that ten minutes is just not sufficient. So I think you know, if for us to really be able to first have the attitude, the right attitude of what prayer is. We have to know that it, it has to be a half, at minimum, a half an hour. Because if we're going to enter into worship, uh, it's going to take 10, 15 minutes to enter into that, that, that worship in such a way that we're, we're really, really reaching our heart and, and, uh, and really entering into that relationship, that dialogue. So I think a half an hour. So hashtag DYP30. I love you it. I knew you would love it. I love I, that. I was waiting to say this. So let's talk about the half hour of prayer, um, the battle that happens, not what we're doing. We talked about, you know, the worship and the different dimensions of prayer, but the battle that's happening in that half hour. What what are some of the signs that we're in the midst of a battle? Oh, some of the signs. Uh, distraction. Distraction would be a big one. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's distraction. There's also maybe discouragement that you're just yeah. not. Discouragement, dryness. Yeah. Like just. So yeah. let's deal so those, with distraction. Those two things, right? So distraction and discouragement, dryness. I would, yeah, I'd say those are the two key areas. And for distraction, I think the first thing to do about that is just be like to know that that's normal. You're not a bad prayer because you get distracted, but is to just navigate it. So, um, I don't know, like maybe it's a catechism or John Paul II or something, but just like to just recognize the distraction Woo, i got on a rabbit trail and just come back and get okay mm -hmm. where was i okay i'm looking at it like yeah. just just come back and do your thing yeah and the, the catechism has a beautiful yeah, quote exactly. on it here and I'll, I'll just read it yeah to set about hunting down distractions would be to fall into their trap when all that is necessary is to turn back to our heart a distraction reveals to us what we are attached to and this humble awareness before the lord should awaken our preferential love for him and lead us to resolutely offer our, him our heart to be purified yeah, so I prefer you over um, Amazon right now. Mm -hmm. Like I, I prefer you. So yes, I'm just put this down, get focused. Mm -hmm. um, so when it comes to things, I think typical things in my life would be tasks that are in my mind as I'm. So either I make a, I have a piece of paper and I just write down those tasks that are coming to mind and just I'm parking them somewhere. I will get to them after my prayer time. It's been very helpful over the years. I'm a doer, so that's what I need to do. And phones are the big issue these days. So um, good tips are to charge your phone during your prayer time. Like some fast chargers will charge in 40 minutes. So just that's when you charge your phone, so you, you don't want to touch it or turn it off. Or don't have it in the same room as you. Or it's not the first thing you look at when you get up. Or, you know, yeah, don't have it in the same room. Like there are different things, like, depending on what your deal is. Like just make up, it, it's a battle for your own heart. So like, Lord, I prefer you over my Google Pixel too. Mm -hmm. You know, like I do. So I'm going to prove it to you. Yeah, and, and this is one where um, we, we talked about, I think it was last week or the week before in, if you're praying with the readings for the Psalms or the readings of the day, quickly make note of what those readings mm -hmm. are and then read it out of your Bible. For myself, using the Laudate app to get the daily readings, it's fantastic. But if you're praying with it, yeah. It, it's like not even a second to One switch over Facebook. And then next thing I know, it's like three minutes have gone by. And it's like, where am I? Exactly. Um, it, yeah. Exactly. You know, um, so I, I think what, you, what you're saying here is the whole distraction, the, the catechism is saying, don't go into the distraction. So if, if, if uh, Facebook is the distraction, you know, don't, you know. Don't um, continue. Or even 
say, oh, I shouldn't have done that and, you know, battle with it and spend all this time kind of just getting angry at yourself. But just go back to the heart. Just say, oh, done, bad, done, and then go back. Mm-hmm. But I would I would also say this, my, my distraction is not so much what I need to do today, but mine, I'm a visionary and I get caught up in what could happen. Like, so, oh, you know, um, if I do this, oh, I'd love to write a book on this or man, this would be a great opportunity. So I'm, I'm almost imagining holy things. You know? I, I, like I'm not imagining, you know, um, you know, things like, oh, I, I wish I was going to the Olympics or something like that. <laughs> um, I'm a little too old for that, but, um, but more kind of holy things, beautiful things. So I could go there, but you know, I'm realizing, oh, I'm, I'm bring it off. back to the Lord. Bring it, mm-hmm. But what I actually do is I use a distraction. This is where the journal is really important. Is I actually kind of like, Lord, why is it that I always go there? Mm-hmm. And it's almost like that becomes my idol. And or is it like why? Why do I go there? And so I'm I'm journaling and and I'm talking to the Lord about. It, it's not like. Um, I'm not running down that trail. I'm actually recognizing, okay, why do I tend there? Mm-hmm. And that becomes part of the conversation with God. That becomes sure. part of the hard convers- conversation. Why is it that I can't? I'm always so easily distracted. And the journal enables me to kind of put those thoughts down and then allow the Lord to speak. And that's where the scriptures come in. You know what? I'm amazed when, when I do find myself in a distraction. Uh, wherever it might be, and I come back and I start talking to the Lord about it, journaling it and just reflecting on it, I'm surprised. I'm just in wonder and awe how often when I turn to the daily readings that it speaks directly to that. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's almost like, Lord, I'm in a dialogue here. I asked you about where I was and you know this distraction and and you know, I'm lamenting over it, and I'm wondering why am I so weak, and why do I give in? And then you so gently, as a father would to his son, and say, "Look, you know, I, your heart is is captured by other things." Yeah, and I I think it puts it, what you're saying puts a very beautiful spin on mm-hmm. distraction. It's not an absolute evil that needs to be shut out and killed at mm-hmm. all costs. That's it's right. actually more often than not. It's the means by which our father shows us where we're yes. off in our life. Yeah, and exactly. Whether like whether it's with things to do for the day, visions for what could be, or um, distractions of hobbies or family or this, that, or the other thing. Yeah. It's often our Lord revealing to us through our distraction of, okay, you're putting, you're preferring that over me. Well, the catechism on this whole idea of battle of prayer, he says that the thoughts, and I'm not quoting it properly because it would take me a while to look it up, but it, it basically your thoughts and where your imagination goes is where your heart is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if my heart ke- continues to go this area, that is, that's a telling thing um, that maybe, I, you know, my heart needs to be brought back to what matters so it's not a punishment. God isn't saying, don't you ever be distracted. Look at how you hate me. Look mm-hmm. at you're bad. No, he's saying in a very pastoral way, in a fatherly way, in a gentle way, he's, you know, he's, he's not, you know, slapping our, you know, our hand or, you know, you know, slap us across the face and saying, getting our attention. He's actually, this is an opportunity for him to say, look, look, I just want to show you kind of something that, that is kind of moving you away from my relationship with you, not only my relationship with with God, but my your relationship with your your family and even in relationship with yourself. You know, mm-hmm. you just seem to be caught up in here. So I see the distraction actually is a beautiful context of discussion. Mm-hmm. You know, something to bring up in my prayer. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm not recommending that you just you know go okay, be distracted. Yeah, go be distracted. <laughs> so yeah. I have something to talk about. But maybe the Lord's right. The Lord's surfacing it. If we have eyes to see and ears to hear, is there something in mm-hmm. here that you're trying to um, let me see is disordered? You mm-hmm. know that yeah. you want to you want to align properly. Yeah, and, and sometimes it might be that what he's not. It sometimes it might be that w- that distraction that keeps coming up or the thought that keeps coming back into your head is not necessarily. 
is is something that he's trying to push you towards, but you keep shutting it down because it's like, oh, my prayer time needs to be perfectly mm-hmm. free of distractions. Yeah, um, exactly. So it's th- those distractions, at least in my experience, off, more often than not, it's the the, f- the first thing we we're talking about, and that is like, okay, I'm placing way too much. Like my heart is there more than it where it should be yeah. with Christ. But there's also been times where it's like, ah, that thought just keeps coming back. And then when I finally sit down, it's like, okay, let's just, let's deal with this sucker. In prayer, sometimes it's like the, it's like the the blinds are drawn apart. And it's like, wow, okay, that's like, you're actually, it's not a distraction. It's you, Lord, asking me to go exactly. do something. Yeah. But because it keeps coming up in prayer and I think my prayer should be perfectly free of distractions, I'm actually in the way rather than receiving what well it is said, you're trying to tell me. Well said. Well An example said. of that would be um, in January, um, whatever, 2017. Um, I wasn't at Rise Up. I was having my prayer time and I was really distracted in my prayer time thinking it was CCO beginning our 30th, our 30th year would be coming in a couple years. And I was thinking about this idea that the Archbishop had about the relic coming uh the cco should ask for it what relic are you talking about uh, sorry the the arm of the of saint francis xavier and that we should we should ask for it because he's our patron saint and this idea was in my mind while i was having my prayer time it was really distracting me and so i was trying to focus but it kept kind of and i was like yeah like maybe maybe you should tell like maybe now's the right time like yeah okay it's coming out like it was it was happening so like my prayer time kind of faded away and i started emailing the archbishop and it precipitated it all. And so as you're explaining your little story, your um, your explanation of that, I was like, yeah, like that's really what happened. Like it was it was a distraction in my prayer time, but it was also um, an injection. Um, it was an inspiration of the Holy Spirit that I thought was just my ideas. But it was like it was literally my calendar popping up in my prayer time saying like, remind the archbishop because I had marked it in my calendar to, to talk to him about it. And it was taking over my prayer time. But it was... Also, because this wasn't my idea, this was mm-hmm. this was the Lord's idea. So, mm-hmm. and on the less positive side, but on a very positive side, those those fears or those those the, the angst that we have in our life that are coming up in prayer time, the Lord wants to talk about that. He wants mm-hmm. to to work it out and like let's have a good talk about. Let's unpack yeah. that thing that went on and let's get to the root of what because the root of all the things that we're dealing with with other people or situations in our lives are going to have a root in our life of faith. They will. They're going to be rooted in how we see the Lord. Yeah. Uh, you know, as, this, as you're saying that, um, if we see prayer as just kind of crying out to God all the time about everything and then asking for a bunch of stuff, so it's really just transactional, you know? Um, I, you know, I could see where prayer be, oh, I've asked for this a thousand times, or I've, I keep bringing the same thing up. But let's just kind of shift that. you got a half an hour in the morning to deal with uh, a pattern in your life is that you seem to always be afraid of this, whatever it might be, and it causes you anxiety. Well, the prayer time isn't, you know, your time of prayer isn't the time to kind of go, okay, Lord, help me in this area of fear and and help my brother get over this. And, you know, but actually it's time to stop and start journaling through that. But journaling it not as, you know. Psychological. Yeah, psychological. It's a a journaling or conversation um, to God on this. Say, Lord, and in my journal, I always do this. Um, I always uh, write it. I don't know which in person it would be, but I always say, uh, Lord, I always feel this. I don't just say, I always feel this. I, I say, Lord, I'm always feeling this. Why is it, Lord, that I feel this? So I'm off uh, in my journal. I'm talking to him. I'm not just journaling stuff and hoping he kind of catches it. Because we could we could start journaling and become self-absorbed in it. So I make sure that my journal is speaking to him. But even when I'm just talking, I should say, Lord, why is it? Or what is it? And then spend, and that's where, again, the scriptures play such a huge role. Then I kind of allow the Lord to, to really speak to me about this. The reason I mention that in regards to the battle is that if we don't see the 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 half hour that we have as a, a journey inward, um, but just as a task, um, it's easy to kind of just find reasons why not. But if I see it as my prayer time as an opportunity to deal with the big area areas in my life that keep me from moving forward, 
then I'm going to want to go. Um, he's the best counselor, the best, um, you know, um, uh, friend that will help us kind of gain perspective. So that half hour is the battle is will be decreased when we recognize that that half hour is actually really good therapy, if you will, mm -hmm. um, or a, a good resol um, resolving of the issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I think um, I mean, we've talked a lot about distraction and the fruit that can come from distraction. Uh, one of the other things that really discourages a, a lot of a lot of us, um, and I think it's St. Therese of Lisieux said, discouragement is one of the greatest barriers to holiness. Um, one of the biggest discouragements we often have in prayer is dryness. Uh, okay, Lord, I'm here for my half hour prayer. I'm doing it, and it's like I'm like nothing's happening. Um, and for some people that dryness can be a couple days, it could be one prayer session and the next one's great for other people. It could go on for days, months, years. Um, and there is a particular grace that comes mm -hmm. through the dryness and it's not just, well, it, the, a dry prayer is not just, let's say, um, uh, a useless prayer and not an unfruitful prayer, but there actually is a fruit to it. Um, I know Andre, I think it was last, last week, um, you mentioned that you went through a period of about a decade where the, you had no, uh, natural consolation, uh, in your prayer time. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it, I did. And, um, uh, this area of dryness, I think, uh, I just want to come out and say it. Um, that, you know, people say, I just have no consolation. I'm kind of going through the dark night of the soul. Or, um, I think there are very few people that go there, by the way. Uh, it's a grace to go there. So, uh, you know, if, if people are saying I'm going through a dark night, um, I, my, my, my natural response is no, you're not. But you might be, uh, who am I to judge? But um, I would in in that time of 10 years of boiled down to um, the Lord uh, through love for me took away from me faith itself, meaning that God actually existed, that in my prayer time, there is no one there for me to talk to. Uh, I mean... At, at, a, at a very base level, I didn't believe that God existed. So if he didn't exist, then he wasn't in this prayer time. But in those 10 years that I went through that, my, my prayer was never dry. And what, what do you mean by that? What I did was I practiced faith. I chose to. It was difficult, but it was never dry. I never felt at the end of it saying, that was useless or, I, or you know, I don't have any, any consolation. That wasn't, I wasn't dealing with my, kind of how I felt about my prayer time. Everything I did in that prayer time was a, 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 um, a decision of the heart. I just continued doing exactly what I would do when I was actually in great, uh, you know, when things are going well. I worshipped. So I worshiped not to get a bunch of warm and fuzzies. I just worshiped because he worthy of it. My will, I chose to believe that God existed. And so I worshiped him as if he did, but I didn't believe. It's, it's really, it was, um, I don't, it was an inner struggle that I had to deal with. It was a gift, mm -hmm. it, but I never felt. So I guess what I'm saying, Gerhard, here is when people talk about dryness, I think it's not so much you're dry. You're just doing the wrong things. Mm -hmm. or, um, you've, uh, or you've fallen off the bandwagon and things aren't clicking, but you're also not like you, you've fallen off the train of prayer and things feel dry, but they feel dry because you're no longer praying properly. If you're worshiping, and I, I can tell you this by experience, because I didn't believe that God had um, existed, I worshiped and it was fulfilling. I wasn't dry. I wasn't, you know, like, you know, feeling like, oh, I can't do this. I just did it. What do you mean by you weren't dry? 
So I think you might be confusing the listener. Okay. Yeah, and I please. Think you, I, I do that I think that you often. don't mean you weren't dry. I think you mean... Um, I'm trying to put words in your mouth. Yeah, please. Because it, it was dry. You chose it. You did the things, but you weren't feeling God. Exactly. You didn't believe, but you you acted as if you did. So what I think you mean when you say it wasn't dry, I think what you're trying to say is... Um, it wasn't fulfilling. It wasn't not fulfilling. Well, how was it fulfilling? Well, I just, I just, I, I, it's almost like, okay, I knew and I recognized I did the right thing. I knew by just the fact that, right. you know, I've been mm -hmm. taught that, uh, you know, it's a purity of faith. I mean, uh, uh, consolation isn't what I'm seeking here. I'm simply acting as a way. Mm -hmm. So I there's should. a certain satisfaction, I yeah. guess, in yeah. the discipline. Yeah, your, your prayer bore fruit even though you had to intentionally activate your will and choose to pray because you maybe emotionally or you didn't feel like there was God out there to answer your prayers, but you chose to go in spite of it. And that act of stepping out in faith bore fruit in, in the daily prayer, in, in the prayer, even though for a stretch of 10 years, your my your you didn't feel like there was God. There. The feeling was beyond it. I didn't believe there was. It's kind of like when I said the words. I said that I don't, that's not true. My mind was saying that's not true, but I just said it. You know, like if mm -hmm. I go, um, God, you are sovereign. You know, you're mighty. You created the heavens and the earth. There is no God that created the heavens and the earth. My mind is saying this, but I said it as if. So I guess a point about dryness is I dryness wasn't my excuse to not pray. It was actually a reason why I should pray. Mm -hmm. You know, like the fact that I don't believe or I feel, you know, whatever it might, or whatever, I, you know, I, you know, it's like, where are you, God? I just chose to say, there you are, God. That's who you are, God. You know, now I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's a little bit. Yeah, because it was dry, actually. Like I okay. lived with you. So, like, did it, you? Yeah. I thought so, you were at the gym while I was I, praying. <laughs> no, I pray in the morning. I don't go to the gym. Um, no, there was definitely a dryness and like a lack of satisfaction spiritually, but I think there was a satisfaction of discipline. There's a satisfaction of choosing the right thing, but that all of that was a grace. Also, the Lord was meeting you in that and the fruit of it came is coming out now and was activated in basically the different places that you were serving in this dryness beautiful things were happening in cco in our family like like things were happening there's a fruit of that prayer but there's an interior fruit of something developing in your interior life through that the pushing through this this mm -hmm. severe long dryness most people don't experience it that long but there was the lord was making something in you supernaturally beyond your your skills at praying it wasn't about your skills or your spiritual gifts. It's it's an interior working that happens in that dryness. So it's it's very mysterious. It is for, yeah, so many people when they speak of dryness, which is really important to caution yourself um, when you speak of, not you, I mean, the people out there. Um, is it is it actually um, a, a dark night of the spirit or a dark night of the soul, or I'm in dryness, or is it just simply you need to switch it up change it up, discipline yourself, sit up in your bed. Get um, back in the game. Get another spiritual book. Spend Just worship. get in the game. Make, like, uh, I guess uh, if I would if I would make a recommendation for dryness and discourage, uh, sorry, dr discouragement, is just worship. Just worship. Just, you know, say what you need to say to the Lord. Just praise him. Uh, he is, the scriptures talk about he is worthy of praise. He doesn't say you are worthy to praise him. He said, you are worthy. He is worthy to pray just the fact that he is. And so if that's the case, no matter how I feel or how sinful I might be or how whatever my little faith I might have, or if I have faith at all, he is worthy of praise. So what I always did is I woke up uh, and I started praying and I'm saying, you know, I don't care how I feel right now. I'm just going to do the discipline. I discipline myself 
And for the next 10 to 15 minutes, I'm going to worship you. I'm not going to look at how I feel about you and then I'll worship you based on, oh, you're so wonderful because I feel you're wonderful. No, you are wonderful. I don't feel and believe that you created the heavens and the earth, but I choose to believe and I worship it. And I just say those words. I believe that you rose from the dead. Actually, I don't feel like you rose from the dead. That's that, you know, there's there's reasons why that is that is not true. In my mind, that's a, I, I'm trying to rationalize. I'm not trying to rationalize his the fact that he rose from the dead, but I proclaim as if I do believe it. So I I would think the way out of discouragement or dryness, worship, 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 worship. How do you get out of a you know like you're struggling with your relationship with your wife? You know, talk to her and, and mm-hmm. say you're beautiful and I love you and remind yourself of who she is. And that, that, that captures, even if you don't feel that, you know, that, that, um, that whatever it might be, that she's not as beautiful as she was. My wife, uh, I got the advantage. She just continues to be beautiful. Because I go to the gym. Yeah, you go to the gym. My kids always say, you know, she's like the teenage mom. Um, She just looks like a teenager because she (laughs) is holding her age very well. But um, meaning she might not be as beautiful as when I, uh, you know, just objectively. But I, uh, like I say, you're beautiful. Even saying the words "you're beautiful," is is a, cho- a choosing to go beyond the discouragement or the dryness of, or the disbelief that she is beautiful. You're beautiful, and and just say it enough, and you know the truth will. You confess the truth, and it will change your heart. So worship. So I, I'm getting a little bit on this. Well, anybody thing. who wants to disagree with your recipe for getting out of dryness should just go through a ten years of the dark night of the soul, and then they can they can come on the podcast yeah, and yeah. speak otherwise. But I don't think anybody's really lived with you. You've lived and has come out the other side being like, okay, God is real. Uh, <laughs> so we 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 take your words. Uh, with the weight that that you've given it to, oh, wow. to focus on worship, I'm I'm an emotional right now <laughs> because it it really is. I don't even you know I'm just feeling really um, you know just struck by this moment, um, the goodness of God. Like um, in those in that in those years, um, I mean it was difficult, um, but I just see uh, the great love. Um, and the patience that God had with me and, you know, Mary played a huge role in kind of rescuing me out of that. Um, but it, uh, it, it was beautiful. Like I just look at it objectively and I'm saying, oh, wow. And I'm not directing attention to me, but that was a heroic time in my life. If there's ever a heroic time in my life. If ever a time I could say, wow, my faith was really a priority in my life was then. So the battle of prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The battle of prayer. Yeah. And um just want to read a quick small quote from the catechism on dryness and mm-hmm. the I think both the 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 reason the necessity for dryness. Um my most of us probably won't go through 10 years. Um, but the quote is This is the moment of sheer faith, clinging faithfully to Jesus in his agony and in his tomb. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. And I think that's the, Mm -hmm. that's the, that's it. That's the key to dryness is when our faith dies and when we're choosing to do it, even though our brain and everything else is telling us, yeah, you got nothing to stand on here but we still choose to go ahead, that's where it bears fruit. Yeah. And you go ahead. Sorry, I just want to push this again. You go ahead by worship. You go ahead by acknowledging God as God. You know, it really is at the heart of of the... Remember I mentioned last week about um, how worship, praise of God, is a kind of the gateway to all other dimensions of prayer. If you really want to learn how to do all those other things in prayer make your prayer kind of dynamic, worship him. So if you're dry, if you're, if you're um, discouraged, then your half hour prayer, just like make it worship. Decide to worship. Don't feel worship. 
decide to worship. Just, just say the words. Even if you say Jesus a thousand billion times, you know, actually Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Just say it, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Father, Son, Holy Spirit for half an hour. And that is the greatest act of faith you can do. You know? mm-hmm. And yeah, you might not feel it, but what a beautiful, what a beautiful gift to God. Um, that is pure love. It's it's not, oh, this is what I'm getting out of it. Oh, I feel so good and so and it's, mm-hmm. it's given me so much wisdom. No, it's pure, pure love. It's just like, you know, I love you. Mm-hmm. And that's it. But I don't love you right now. I don't love you. I don't I don't even believe you exist. I love you. 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 And just do it for half an hour. And I'll tell you. Thanks for joining us today for our conversation on the battle of prayer. Keep an eye out on our blog for a post that will go into more depth on this subject. If you have any questions, comments, queries, quandaries, conundrums, or otherwise, please email us at podcast at cco.ca. If you've enjoyed this show, please subscribe and share us with your friends. Once again, I'm your host, Gerhard, and you're listening to the Missionary Disciple Podcast by Catholic Christian Air Reach. Until next time, God bless.